And God's people said, amen. Hallelujah and amen. <laughs> amen indeed. Thank you, Brother Vince Cato and musicians. Thank you. We turn now to the Word of God, and so I ask you please to take your Bible and turn to Second Chronicles towards the earlier part of our Bible, Second Chronicles chapter 29. And if you wish, take the message outline from your bulletin, or if you need a message outline, slip your hand up and the ushers can pass one to you. Our theme for today is how can you and I experience greater spiritual revival? And this is part two in this series. Last week we said that revival is about starting and or developing a closer relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. We said that revival is becoming more excited, more excited about our faith. It is about growing deeper in our love towards the Lord and towards other people. Revival is experiencing victory over past hurts, bad habits, and hang-ups. And it is becoming more obedient to the Lord and to God's holy Bible. The bottom line is revival is becoming more on fire, more on fire for the Lord and with the Lord. And as I said in the previous message, I want to ask all of us again to pray and to prepare our minds and hearts towards our revival services this coming uh, fall, Sunday, September 25th to Friday, September the 30th. Our revival speaker is Dr. Anthony Manswell from the Caribbean Nazarene College in Trinidad. Our guest soloist from the Monday to the Friday will be Donette Thompson Hall, who was a great blessing to many of you even a few weeks ago when we had her here for a Sunday. And so I want to ask all of us here at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, and I want to ask our radio listeners and internet listeners to please put on your calendar the dates for our, our revival services and regularly pray, Lord, I want to experience a greater spiritual awakening, spiritual revival in my own life. Now last week, last week we began to focus on an individual that we can learn a lot from in regards to revival. His name is what? His name is King Hezekiah. The Lord used King Hezekiah to bring about tremendous spiritual renewal and revival in the nation of Judah around 700 years B.C. In last week's message, we discovered from Hezekiah that you and I can experience greater spiritual revival by making a decision, and actually by making repeated decisions to do what is pleasing in the Lord's sight. And so I ask us, are you and I, on an ongoing basis, making choices, making decisions to do that which is pleasing in the Lord's sight? So let's once again read 2 Chronicles chapter 29, just the first three verses, and further discover, uncover how you and I can experience greater spiritual revival. 2 Chronicles 29 verse 1 says, Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became the king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. 
His mother was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. In the very first month of the first year of his reign, Hezekiah reopened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. Let's pause right there. The first truth I want to ask you to give attention to as to what can help you and me experience greater spiritual revival, the first truth is this. Believe, believe that God, that with God's help, you can make positive changes in your life. For those of you who wish, go ahead and fill in your notes. We have to believe that with God's help, you and I can make positive changes in our lives. To begin with, you can make positive spiritual changes. Think about this. A time of revival is a time when you and I can experience some helpful, encouraging, positive spiritual changes in our life. This happened with Hezekiah. Hezekiah knew Hezekiah knew that his father, King Ahaz, had been totally, totally unfaithful to the Lord. Hezekiah also knew that his father had shut the doors of the Lord's temple in Jerusalem so that no one could go and worship there. It's spoken of in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 28, verse 24. And uh, Hezekiah also knew that his father had set up altars. His dad had set up altars to pagan gods in every corner of Jerusalem and throughout the country. He even knew, listen to this, this is terrible. This son even knew that his father had sacrificed some of his own children in Baal worship. Baal, B-A-A-L. So what I want to get at is this. Hezekiah could have said to himself something like this. He could have said, I have grown up in a family and in a country that is godless. Who am I to think that I can live to please the Lord? He could have thought that. He could have said, who am I to think that God can use me to start a spiritual revival resulting in positive spiritual changes in my own family, in my own city, in my country, in my government. He could have thought that. But somehow, somehow Hezekiah believed that with God's help, he could break free. He could break free from his family's past of unfaithfulness. He could break free from his family's past of unfaithfulness to the Lord, of complete disobedience to God, of lack of faith, and instead experience positive spiritual changes. Amen? Maybe, maybe you come from a family where one parent or both parents have been unbelievers. Where, where no, one, no one has had faith in Jesus Christ. But I want you to listen. You can break free from a past of unbelief. Are you with me now? You can break free from the past of unbelief 
You can be the Hezekiah in your family. Amen? You can be, you can be son, daughter, grandson, granddaughter. You can be the Hezekiah in your family. The life of faith has to begin with somebody, somewhere, sometime. And it can start with you. Praise God. You can enjoy positive spiritual changes in your own life and in your family. You can also enjoy, this is point B in your handout there, you can enjoy positive changes in your thinking patterns and actions. Go ahead and fill in your notes. You can enjoy positive changes in your thinking patterns and actions. You know, sometimes people, sometimes people think things like this. Sometimes people think, well, my, my, my parents, my parents were alcoholics or drug addicts or gamblers or abusers, and, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't be any different than they were. Sometimes thoughts like that go through people's minds. Or sometimes people think, well, well, my, my parents were smokers, my grandparents were smokers, my great-grandparents were smokers. I, I can't help, I can't help but be a smoker. Or my, my parents and my grandparents were, were always on social services, were always on welfare, and so I, I can't really break from that pattern. I can't really start to be different. The good news is you can break free. You can break free from the past, from bad habits, from hang-ups, from the past, with the Lord's help. Amen? When my wife and I were on vacation, the, the cruise ship that we were on pulled, uh, pulled into the port of Piraeus, Greece, to enable us to visit the incredible old city of Athens, Greece. Many of you here know that I was born, in fact, I was born in the northern part of Greece where I still have a lot of relatives. When my wife and I left the ship, we stopped uh, just outside the cruise terminal for a little bit to enable my wife to, to try to get some free Wi-Fi to uh, connect with our, our children. And uh, while my wife was trying to get free Wi-Fi, I saw four nice Port Authority ladies out on a morning coffee break. Well, I decided to go over to just say hello and practice my Greek and ask them, and basically primarily to ask them how the economy is doing in Greece, because if you've kept up to date, you know that Greece has gone through some very, very severe economic troubles. Well, I was having a very nice conversation with the four ladies, uh, doing not too badly with my Greek, when I, when I noticed, when I noticed, to my surprise, I noticed all four women started smoking. All four women started smoking, and I could hardly breathe. I, I kindly said, I kindly said, ladies, ladies, I, I don't understand. I notice all four of you are smoking. I said, in our country of Canada, we are strongly advising people to please not smoke. Smoking causes 
cancer and a lot of other complications. I said, why? Why would all four of you nice ladies be smoking? Now, some of you might, might, might think, Pastor Nick, you should mind your own business more often. Okay, but it, it was appropriate, you see? It was appropriate in the discussion I was having with them. It was appropriate for me to have this nice, nice little discussion. So I, I said, you know, why would all four of you nice ladies be smoking? Well, one of the dear ladies said this. She said, because smoking helps us to cope with all the big problems we have here in Greece. That was her answer. Now I don't know, I don't know if that dear lady really believed what she said, or if she was just kind of saying the very first thing which came to her mind, which probably was the case, because you know, she didn't know what else to say. What I do, what I do want to say here is that sometimes, sometimes people think they can't change for the better. Sometimes people think they can't break free from some habits that would help them break free from. They think they can't change because that's how it always was. It always was with their family or because they have needed some kind of a, a, a crutch, whether it's smoking or alcohol or drugs or gambling or whatever it might be. The good news is this. The good news is the Lord can bring revival to us so that you and I can experience positive changes in our thinking patterns and our actions. Amen? Amen. Read it from the big screen with me. Romans, Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. Read it out loud with me. It says... Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen? Positive changes in our thinking patterns lead to more positive and beautiful actions on a daily basis. Praise God. Praise God. All right. There's a second truth we learn from Hezekiah, and it is this, number two. Realize that with God, realize that God can bring about revival to and through people of all ages, okay? God can bring about revival to and through people of all ages, and this truth, this truth came to my mind when I read verse one and discovered that Hezekiah was only 25 years old when he became king of Judah, and he started to take steps to bring about revival in his family and in his country. Look at verse, uh, verse one once again there. It says, Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became king. Think about this. Sometimes younger people might be inclined to think that revival is something for old people. No, no. 
Revival is for 20-something and 30-something. Revival is for teenagers and for children and for mature adults. Revival is for all of us. Other times, other times, older people might be inclined to think that it's those, it's those younger ones that need revival. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's those younger ones that need to, 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 to be changed and revived and, and straightened out, right? And the reality is all of us, all of us need revival, and God can bring revival to and through people of all ages. Hallelujah. And in these weeks ahead, please, please open up your mind and heart to God's spirit of revival, no matter how young or how old you might be. Let it happen and cry out and pray, Lord, let it happen. Bring about revival in my own heart, in my own soul, in my own local church, in my own personal family. That's what I need, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, there's a third truth which can help you and me to experience greater spiritual revival, and it is this. Number three, don't keep putting off doing what can help bring spiritual revival in your own life. This truth came to my mind when I read and reflected upon verse 3, which says, 2 Chronicles 29, verse 3, which says, watch this, in the very first month, in the very first month of the first year of his reign, Hezekiah reopened the doors of the temple of the Lord and <clears throat> repaired them. Now, Hezekiah, Hezekiah could have said to himself something like this. He could have said, well, let me be, let me be king for a few years, see how things go, and then I'll try to get myself and my country to become spiritual. He could have said that. But no, no, that's not what happened. Verse 3 says, in the very first month of the first year of his reign, he started to take action towards revival. He took steps to help bring about revival, to bring spiritual vitality to his country. My friends, too often people put off spiritual matters. Sometimes, for example, sometimes teenagers will say, well, you know, after I've had some fun in my life, when I'm older, then I'll get serious about being a Christian. Young people, young people, the sooner you totally dedicate, the sooner you totally commit your life to our Lord Jesus Christ, the better off you are. Better off you are. Young people, don't go off, don't go off doing worldly things which in the end can cause you a lot of physical and emotional and mental harm and pain. The good news is the Lord will always welcome you back into his loving arms. But sometimes, sometimes young people, young people end up having to live with the scars for having gone the world's way instead of God's way. And we don't want that to happen. But of course, it's not just teenagers. It's not just teenagers who sometimes put off making spiritual decisions. 
Sometimes young adults will say to themselves something like this. They'll say, well, once, once I've graduated from university or college and I find a good job, I find a good husband or wife, I, I live it up, I do some traveling, I have a child or two, then, then I'll think about spiritual matters. God would say, God would say to you and to each of us, seek first the kingdom of heaven. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Right? And by the way, it's not just teenagers or young adults who put off making spiritual decisions. Sometimes adults and even senior adults will say something like, they'll say, well, you know, I've... Uh, I've done pretty good in life. I've got a good job, or I, I, I had a good job, and now I've got a good pension. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. What do I need God for? What do I need God for? I'm fine on my own. Sometimes folks think that way. Here's what I want to say. Whether you are a teenager, a young adult, a middle-aged person, or a senior adult, the clock is ticking, the clock is ticking, and you and I need to be ready to meet the Lord. Amen? We have to be ready to meet the Lord, and I want you to experience the blessings the Lord has for you in this present life. What are some of those blessings? Well, let's read, read what God says in his holy Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, <clears throat> verse 9 says this. Read it out loud with me. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Wow. Read it again. Read it again. Come on now. Come on. <clears throat> no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Wow. Wow. That's something, isn't it? That's something, that's something. Revival is a time to start loving the Lord. And for others, revival is a time to grow, to grow in our love and obedience to the Lord. Will you start, will you start to love the Lord? And others of you, will you grow, will you grow in your love and your commitment in your obedience to the Lord? The Bible says, in the very first month of the first year of his reign, Hezekiah took action, took steps, action steps, to bring about spiritual revival. Hezekiah did not delay. I encourage you to not procrastinate. Make beautiful spiritual decisions today. Today. We'll go into the next truth you see in your message outline next week. But I, I, want, I, want you, I want you to I want you to just give attention to these three truths today. Believe, 
That was the first one. Believe that with God's help, you can make positive changes in your life. Secondly, realize that God can bring about revival to and through people of all ages. That includes you and me. Don't keep putting off doing what can help bring spiritual revival in your own life. Act today. Today. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today in growing your relationship with the Lord. 